right. Uh, welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast. Today with your host, Bernhard Gunther, and my very special guest today is Xavier Hawk. And I'm really um, happy to have him on, on the show. And I just want to share real quick, because it's very interesting how he came on the show. Uh, my good friend and colleague, David Whitehead, recommended him to be on the show. And, you know, I, I really respect David and I checked out Xavier's work and also his recent interview with David. And I was very, very impressed. Um, welcome to the show, Xavier. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate your interest. This is really incredible. I've watched you from almost the beginning and, you know, I've just been really impressed with your work and your keen mind, you know. Thank you, thank you, brother. Yeah, and also you messaged me also then on Facebook on the on the uh, about possi possibly getting on the show, and then I realized, yeah, you messaged me four years ago already. So it's like interesting connection how everything is kind of like getting together, you know, and like you know the force. The energy's really picked up. <laughs> I, like things are just like lining up for me right now, and it's it's super exciting. Beautiful. So I just want to introduce you uh, real quick to the audience and just read off your bio. Um, Xavier Hawk has been involved in the blockchain space since its inception in 2013 and in 2013 architected the world's first asset-backed decentralized cryptocurrency with social governance called Permacredits. It was a Vanguard digital currency whose main architecture provided solution and was adopted by a range of companies for a host of economic-based challenges while fostering growth in the clean energy, sustainable housing and regenerative agriculture sectors. Building on his initial success, he was the first person alongside Bernard Littier, I don't know if I pronounced it correctly, yeah, good. Mm -hmm. to negotiate a cryptocurrency with representatives of a sovereign nation and was a common spokesman within the cryptocurrency space, appearing often on television and his blogs. In 2017, as a response to the unprecedented dented demand, <laughs> I have always problems with this word, same with the, my last podcast. With David is fascinating. Demand for leadership yeah. in the industry. Xavier founded Firen Global Partners with long-term collaborator and chief architects of the Euros conversion and exchange mechanism. Bernard Litier, alongside other luminaries of the of the currency and blockchain world. Wow! So we're gonna dive into that. And I also want to just note, I, I talked to you before, you know, this whole cryptocurrency world has been like on my mind, kind of like lingering there and kind of getting into it a little bit. I bought, bought some coins years ago, but as I shared with you, part of me has been also turned off a little bit by it, right? I was I spoke yeah. at Anacapulco a few years ago and they are big into cryptocurrency. I thought CryptoPoco alongside with this whole um, show really. Yeah. And you know what, I can see like the the po possibilities in, in this world of really like decentralizing and becoming our own sovereign, you know, yeah. citizen, so to speak. But I was turned off, like I saw the same in almost energy, like I would say in the matrix, just very money driven and nothing against money. I'm all about abundance, but you know, it was very just materialistic and uh, it's almost like a stock exchange. I'm just going to buy, sell uh, cryptocurrency and make more money and all of that. And that's fine and good, but I missed like a deeper foundation, a more spiritual foundation of vision and that. And, you yeah. know, getting into your work, what I really appreciated and also listening to you on, on David's recent podcast, that you have really also a deep, uh, a larger, bigger vision and also more of a spiritual foundation. So I'm really looking forward to get into that with you as well. So, awesome. Yeah, that's a huge part of the the whole mission for me is, is so when I started, I 
I've been like an entrepreneur since I was a kid. I started my first company was backpacking trips and I did it for uh, Waldorf schools, like their coming of age ceremonies. I would take them out into the woods, sometimes do sweat lodges, you know, hiking, backpacking, horse riding, all of that, plan the trips and then go on the adventure, right? That was when I was like 17. And then um, I built a home health agency with my family here in South Florida. It became more like the premier ones. Um, and from there, like I retired basically in my mid 20s and did really well in gold and land, bought a farm up in the mountains of North Carolina where we, and then I got married and uh, got into crypto very early. Um, in 2013, 14 is when I jumped in. It, it had started in 2009 with the Satoshi white paper and Bitcoin. But when I jumped in, it was still under like $50 in Bitcoin. And um, on our farm in NC, we built a homestead and, and we had people living there and we had classes. We had a YouTube channel. It might still be up where we taught homesteading in under, under 30 seconds and we'd have workshops. And it was really an amazing time, right? Um, we birthed four, three of our daughters there and on the farm. And it was just incredible, right? Really close to the earth, growing most of our food, um, producing our own water and, you know, all of, all of the wonderful things that are living close to the earth. My wife got into herbalism. And so when we had a lot of people living there, it, we were building basically a community, you know, like one of, one of these. And um, I was like, how do I pay these people, give them money, then they have to just turn around and give it back to me for rent. How can I do this without having to involve the federal federal government or the state or whatever. And so I was looking into alternative currencies, you know, like the Ithaca dollars and time dollars and all of this. And that was when Bitcoin was like pop popping right before it started popping. And I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this is the thing. This is like the thing we've all been waiting for to get us out of the banking yoke or the tyranny of the, the, the central banking system. Cause that's where the value really lies is that it, you become your own bank essentially. Um, and so, I looked into it more and as, as I studied the technology under, under, underlying it, I realized, wait a minute, we can do a lot more than just a currency. We can actually code the currency to, you can determine its age, you can vote with it in a very secure way. You can on the blockchain keep a ledger of a person's stats, let's say their, their merits or their skills like on LinkedIn, right? But you can do it in a much more uh, transparent and accurate way. So. I started with this concept of like, okay, we're a permaculture facility. Like, let's make a permaculture coin. I got a lot of attention, gave a lot of talks. Um, I designed the stable priced multi-asset backed cryptocurrency. So it'd be like different currencies, different stocks, different commodities, land and business, right? Business stocks. And all of those things have different fluctuating prices. But if you put them all together, they sort of keep a mean average. And... So I architected it with the with demurrage fees and all of these wonderful things that allow a currency to really flourish in a market. And the chief architect of the, the Euro, Bernard Leotard, found my talks and he had his people contact my people, which was me. And he said, you know, how long have you been familiar with my work? Um, and I, I said, I actually didn't know who you were until this call. Please accept my apologies. And he said, you have essentially just reworked my concept for what he called the Terra. And he was coming to it from the top down to get it involved in the BRICS nations mm -hmm. and provide a digital stable trade reference currency. And I was doing the same thing, but for the people from the bottom up. 
And so he joined my team. Um, I ended up speaking at Oxford, at the World Economic Forum, Hong Kong, all of these different places. And did you say World Economic Forum? Sorry. <laughs> I know it's the World Economic <laughs> Forum. I swear I'm not Illuminati. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it was just a, a whirlwind of, of adventure. And I met mm. a lot of top bankers in the world, a lot of like royalty, nobility, uh, world leaders. I was. I was walking in all the right circles and I was sort of like the golden child at the moment um, because I was building the system that let's say the, 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 the people who run the world would like to enact to better manage the herd of humanity. Yeah. And I was dead set on doing so in such a way that we would be more of a free range spiritual world where we had the opportunity to awaken build our souls progression and done in such a way that would allow all of humanity to come together efficiently with a governance system and a central banking system that everybody owned. You know, it's like the federal reserve, except it's not owned by just a couple families. It's owned by everybody who uses the currency. So I'm very much about humanity steering spaceship earth together cooperatively. So I set up this, this cooperative and um, now the SEC has just raised limits from 1 million to 5 million that we can crowdfund. So we don't need five. We just need half of that. So I'm like, let's go build this now. You know, I've been waiting for that. And before you had to figure out how to do it in what regulatory environment, you know, to, to kind of skirt the law. And I'm like, I don't want to skirt the law. I want to build something legit that has staying power for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Wow. Beautiful. Amazing. So I'm, I'm, Sure, like once you started, you know, you got a lot of attention from the big guys, as I, you know, as you just shared yeah. with, you know. Um, so I'm just curious, did you get any insight into how these elites also work? Like, as obviously, your vision is more sustainable and for humanity rather than trying to control humanity. So, do you have anything to share about your insights into the elite of what, even relating to what they're trying to do right now in, in terms of taking over? I do. Yes. And I don't think it's going to be popular. And that's unfortunate because we as people tend to grab the pitchforks and torches before we really think something out, you know, and we tend to with egoic fear-based uh, susceptibility that we all have tend to look at anything that is contrary to our views and or our values as bad or evil or wrong. Right. Um, and I think that that's a fundamental Not, not flaw, but a, a fundamental growing edge that we all as humans need to need to look at and address, including the rulers, right? Um, the the fact is, is that the planet is is made up of a lot of people and not everybody is wanting to or even focused on or even cognizant of the importance of living in balance with the ecosystems, right? Now, some of that is being foisted upon us with a Agenda 2030, Agenda 2021, which, you know, we passed now and like or Agenda 2020 and, and this whole like, we're going to all live in big mega cities. Nobody's going to be allowed in the wilderness. We're going to clean the planet. You can't have big windows. You can't have SUVs. We're causing all of the devastation. You're bad. You're bad. You're bad. Right. Yep. And I think that that's what's being foisted down our throats because there's a certain segment of those elites, let's say, or uh, the more those who have had the advantage of sitting on top of the hill from the dawn of human civilization, right? They have a specific way they want to see things go. They want to maintain their level of comfort. They don't care about anybody else's level of comfort so long as they keep producing the economic viability that they need to maintain their comfort. 
Now, if if we look at the the draconian things that are happening now, let's say with the COVID lockdowns and and this this real push, fear based push, right? Because humans are f- fearful and we're afraid of death, and then that can be manipulated into fear of all kinds of things. And so, you know, the lockdowns that are happening, all of the economic decline that's being foisted and sort of forced, you know, the, the VAT taxes in Europe, the uh, forced austerity and all of these things. It's like we're like the leader saying, we're blaming you for being unmanageable. You're not reasonable. You're emotionally reactive. You won't uh, be able to sit and reason and hear things that you don't like without, you know, pulling out the pitchforks right away. And I think that there is a validity to that. However, I believe that we as a species have the technology to clean up the planet, have the technology now with the internet and you know online classes to really educate people on how to be human, how to be uh, in balance with their ecosystems and with their communities and with their bodies. And I think we have the capability of really creating a beautiful world together with everybody's inspired involvement rather than manipulated fear, right? So there's, there's a fine balance there that the, the case needs to be made because the things that I learned during that process I couldn't necessarily disagree with the assessment of humanity as, as you know, cattle in a sense, because you know, people together and kings and pharaohs and, you know, presidents have learned how to say a specific thing and they get the crowd to move a couple degrees in one way or another, right? And it's because people don't take the time to self-reflect, audit their thoughts and their thinking and their feeling and their alignment with the creator in order to be reasonable. A great many of us do, you know, you included probably your audience. There's a lot of people who are very conscious and want to make sure that they live in a balanced world and have this earnest, heartfelt striving towards beauty and and peace and, and like ecological sustainability. So the the unique position we are in in time now is where we have the technology. We have it. We have the technology to deploy. We just need to organize properly, create an efficient system of decision making and do that in such a way that we can execute upon the, the will of the people, demonstrate it that it's more uh, efficient and cost effective and effective than the current systems of government right now, where it's basically like we tell you what to do and you pay your taxes and we spend it how we want. Right. right. And the system that I've designed, it's the opposite. It's that the people who are in charge are really just for the system. It's everybody backing up a little bit. Like what it essentially is, is a central banking system whereby if you're using the earth credits, you're part owner of the banking system. You have a share in that company and therefore you are part responsible for managing the direction of that company. And then the profits that are made on the transactions that you do every day anyway we put that in a pool and everybody gets to s- decide together how that gets allocated. It's like, imagine if you could choose where your taxes went and you say, oh, I want this percent to go to schooling and education, this percent to the military, this percent to farming, whatever it is, you know, the world would look a lot different if everybody were able to take part in its steering. And so I think we've created a good yeah. steering mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I mean, with the intense, the time of transition, as I call it in right now, and you actually, <coughs> excuse me, hit the nail on the head. What's happening right now is not just one group of Illuminati, you know, whatever, like um, conspiracy, one monolithic. There are various groups, right. you know, even fighting each other. And there are good people as well. I think we realize that 
Now as well, what's happening in the US with Trump and all of that, the patriots who also play their part, right? It's still part of a government of maybe the old system, but they're good people trying to like do something good, right? Yeah. And, but as you said right now, there's also, that's, that's, I think it's very important because why we need to fight, you know, the anti-divine forces and kind of like get back our rights and defend the constitution is fine and good. You know, we need to evolve also to a whole other vision. Like, you know, you know, who said yeah. it? Einstein, right? In the sense, you know, don't solve a problem. And the, or Buckminster, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of them, right? To, yeah. you know, bring One in a new system. Guys. Exactly. Bring it in. Yeah. And um, and and decentralize, right? And that's basically the vision you have based on you know on your experiences yeah. and what you've come around. Now, reality happens a lot faster than you know we've been able to manage. And the, and the governments of the world, let's say, let's just take the United States government, right? Before the internet, it was mail, right? They would communicate with mail, and they would have to be in the same location to be able to make decisions together at the speed of life. Now, with the internet and things are happening so quickly. There's in the email and in, you know, the the internet communications, it's not as secure in the sense that, you know, a lot of, excuse the term, uh, fuckery has happened. And we've got, you know, elections that are the technology is there, but the accountability, let's say, is not, right? And that people can make decisions quickly, but not be accountable. In the United States, they used to be able to recall their senators or congressmen um, if they made bad decisions on their behalf. The states could. And then it became federalized in the early 1900s. And all of a sudden, that's when you saw the rampant corruption start really uh, taking foot, you know, or taking hold. And so, you know, we have these systems online where we can now communicate from wherever in the world, make decisions together in real time. And now with the advent of blockchain technology, we can secure those. We can secure those transmissions. We can make sure that the right people are making the right decisions. And we can also hold them accountable with things like smart tokens and um, specific token access and, and some of the things that we've built into Firon. Now, in terms of like, the top, right, the Illuminati and all of this, like, it's more like a genetic cohort all understand at a deeper level, whether by simply, you know, genetic memory and, uh, you know, relationships and or having their families been the ones who have helped set up the civilization that we live in, right? And so that genetic cohort, let's say, doesn't all agree just like a room full of you know 18 people 20 people 30 people doesn't always agree on everything and in any organization you'll find a polarity of like any organization over eight people let's say you'll find a polarity between those who want to maintain the system and focus on working on maintaining the system and those who want to expand it kind of like magnets right you've got the north pole expansion the south pole contraction or the ebb and flow of tides you know or the light in the dark so there's this constant dance that has to be balanced um and like in the united states right now you have the red versus the blue and many people forget the yellow in between the radiant path the middle road and so even in the larger organization of those people who have by history and or genetics found themselves at the top of the heap, they don't all agree. And they're not all good or not all evil, let's say. Some are very service to self, right? And they don't care what happens to the to the human herd. And they might actually think of us in that way. 
And then others are actually compassionate and care and want to say, we want to make beauty if we're going to be doing this at all. And then some are lukewarm and don't really care. They just want to maintain the, the system as it stands. So it's like, where do we find ourselves on that spectrum? Meanwhile, the Earth's magnetic field is shifting, right? The whole solar system's electromagnetic field or heliopause has begun to shrunk, increasing the heat on all of the planets, including our own. So we're undergoing this, like you said, a huge transition. And if there is conflict between ideologies, let's say the tyrannical factory farm humanity of communist CCP China or the free range farming humanity of United States capitalism, uh, then where do we fall in that story? And does it give us an opportunity while those big energies are colliding and creating all of this static electricity to come up with something new? to come up with something more radiant, to come up with something that actually fits the next evolution of humankind's consciousness and global consciousness, our civilization, our culture as a people, as humans, to, to, to better um, give us a next you know, thousand years of operational capability while we figure out what the next solution is for the next set of problems, right? Because that's mm -hmm. what it is, just a constant dance of, of entropy. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. So... What, how do you see, let's, let's, let's go that into that topic right now, what's happening globally right now. You know, we had the, yeah. you know, with, with Trump and the Patriots and the election fraud and all of that and Sidney Powell yeah. coming out. It's crazy. What's your whole view on that? Like, what do you see happening right now? And, you know, what do you see with, you mentioned before the left versus right, but it doesn't seem that Trump is a typical Republican or this is the typical Democrat versus Republicans like we had in the past where it was literally two wings of the same bird. So what's your, right. what's your whole take on that? What's happening contemporarily right now? So Trump was not expected. Everybody thought Hillary was going to win. They had the votes rigged, but he won by such a high margin that they didn't expect that they couldn't get the rigging to work to, to, to throw it back in her favor, right? And when that happened, then you had legitimate corrupt forces within the United States government doing everything they could to stop him because all like over the course of the various administrations, they were all buddies. They were all part of the same gang. They were all looking to make the globe a globe to make the United States a globalist country. The new world order, right, is what people call it. And the power seat of that went to China. And they wanted to make the new world order based on the Chinese communist ideology and the methodology. And they said, we're going to have to figure out how to fix this American problem because these people think that they're too free and they don't realize that they're cattle and they, they are our cattle. Right. And so when somebody like Trump comes in, they had set up the scenario such that Hillary would have been able to lock everybody down. This virus probably would have been worse. We would have been in war with North Korea. I mean, there was a bad timeline coming, like a really bad one. And when he came in, it was like, ooh, crisis averted, but not really because they're not giving up. We have forces at play, like globalist forces that have the CIA, they have the NSA, MI6, they have, um, you know, a variety of organizations and countries at their disposal to use to try to take down the legitimately chosen democratically elected president by a long shot. Okay. So what ends up happening is it's like, okay, they're going to try to take him out from inside. We're going to create a Russian collusion hoax. We're going to make up all of these things. It's like, it's almost as if the middlemen in the United States who have sold their soul and sold out the country's soul to these globalists, basically they're like the middle managers and the globalists come to them and say, you better fix this or we're going to fix you, right? Mm -hmm. 
So they do everything that they can because they're, they've got it on both sides. They're between a rock and a hard place. They, they believe wholeheartedly that the globalists will win. And so they have to do everything that they can to ensure that the United States is brought under control or brought under heel, right? So they were going to do that through, but now Trump has all of the, the war powers and all of the acts that they put into place that they thought they were going to execute. Now he gets to, right? And so he took uh, JFK's uh, memorandum number 57, which effectively ends the CIA or, or cuts them off at the knees. And he just put Chris Miller in as the acting defense secretary who enacted on the 50 cents, 57th anniversary of JFK's assassination, that law. So now all of mm. the citizens, which are the CIA, um, you know, special operations have to run through him. So essentially they're putting the all of the globalist sort of uh, operatives under his command. And that's Trump's dude. So there's all of these pieces being moved around on the chessboard to enact and enable true law and order and the constitution to function properly in the face of this outright insurrection. And it's not like insurrection with guns and everything. It's insurrection at the legal level, right? At the, at the conspiratorial level, at the, at the behind the scenes level. So we've got like the public thing that's happening where everybody's afraid of COVID because the media is also owned by those same guys, right? And they're pushing an agenda to get everybody afraid, push them on a certain timeline of fear where the results are really deplorable, right? Factory farmed humanity, Chinese communist kind of will yeah. come and take your organs if we want. And so we've got Trump saying, mm, I'm a bull and I'm uh, going to run around in your China shop. And, you know, you either play nice with me or I'll bring the whole effing card house of cards down you know so he's like a super duper wild card and he's arrogant and he's you know uh, self self-congratulatory and all of these other traits that we as decent human beings find kind of like uh you know but again if he's a janitor i'm not worried about what my janitor's personality traits are like so long as he cleans the toilet properly and so you know if we, <laughs> if we figure him to be in that role like he's doing a fantastic job like yeah. I didn't like him until COVID happened and I had to listen to him every day because before <laughs> that I just believed what the media said. Yeah. And then I started watching and I'm like, wait a minute, they were all lying to me. Yeah. And then all of my lefty friends are like, he's evil. How could you, you're a racist now. And I'm like, no, no, what? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, how could you say that? <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. I, I think that people are very much under a spell of the media, right? And yeah. sort of like, well, I'm gonna look around what all the other humans are saying and doing around me, and I'm gonna do what they do because that's what cows do. And I'm not meaning to say that all humans are cows, but I am saying that we are very much herd animals, you know, like our mammalian origins, let's say, uh, is very much in that like little tribe. And we look around at our tribe and make sure that we function within that so that we can function in the greater story. And people really need to have courage and think for themselves and examine the evidence for themselves because the story that's being told in the new sphere is not one that's for their benefit. And if they are able to self-audit and really critically think, they'd see that there is a battle going on literally for the soul of humanity. Yeah. No, very well said, Xavier. And I had the exact same experience because I like, you know, I couldn't care less about Trump all these years coming from an anarchistic, like non-status view who cares yeah exactly you know what i mean like you know but something was odd about him getting into power and the exact same thing when COVID happened like okay he gave these like press conferences on a daily basis so i just yeah. okay i'm gonna check this watch it live and like 
holy shit, this is very different than what the media tells me he is, right? Yes. And and then I saw in real time how they took what he said, typical straw man arguments out of context, projected things into it he never said. Yeah. And the stupid questions he had to deal with to begin with. Totally. The sorry excuse of journalists. And you're absolutely right. Yeah, he has a strong self or sense, ego, whatnot. But I also realized you need this in the position he is with the forces he's up against. Right, you yeah. need this kind of fuck you attitude, you know. Yeah. Not, <laughs> that's what yeah. we need, and, and I, I like the analogy that you have. You know what I mean? We need somebody who's really, you know, you can have a smooth talking psychopath like Obama who like appears a certain way, and that's you know he's not a politician. He even said it himself, Trump. Right? Yeah. So in no, that Trump's sense, and that's ironically triggers people that they don't have a fake smooth talking politician like Trudeau or Obama and who not. Oh my right? god! Yeah, those guys are horrible, and yeah. and so he's like. He's a breath of fresh, stinky air, you know, because like he, he comes in and he he really just lays waste to all of the the pomp and circumstance of the office and just starts telling everybody, I'm doing this amazing stuff. I'm doing this amazing thing. Hey, guys, I just did this amazing thing. So everybody's like, you know, if you're doing amazing things, you don't need to tell us. And he's like, well, no, actually, I really do, because nobody's telling you that this is actually like things are good. We're making things better. Like yeah. all of the 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 slide into tyranny and into globalism, like we're stopping that and we're making your lives like he, he lowered prices of drugs. Nobody's ever done that. They would have been killed. Right. Yeah. The, the, the the pharma mafia would have killed him. And uh, how he's not been killed has been amazing to me. Like he's taken what JFK wanted to do. Mm -hmm. literally like jfk the hero of the united states who was killed by the cia right he's taken what he's wanted to do and like pushed the ball even further down the field and the fact that he has not been killed yet makes me think two things one that he's got like you know looking glass technology or some way to see the future uh, an amazing staff and and intelligence uh apparatus behind him who actually can see what he's doing and like feel for once in their lives that they're doing good again. Right. Right. Because there's the morale in the, in the, in the agencies, right? Like they just like all of this trafficking is being stopped. They're like, we're doing the right thing again. Meanwhile, they used to be turned away or like the FBI would be like, no, we got this. This is our guy, you know, and they would block and tackle and cover for these nefarious dealings that the CIA was doing. So Trump's like off on a tear. He's like, F you guys, and I'm going to make this happen. And they haven't killed him. So it's either that one thing that he's got like looking glass technology and a great staff and all of this stuff, or, and that's the whole QAnon and all that stuff, which I believe is a a serious psychological operation. Um, But it's awakened so many people to think for themselves and make it okay, you know, that that's, that's been the result of it. And if that's, if, if it is a lie or whatever, fact to excuse me, examine evidence, think critically for themselves and make like a whole subculture of that. That's huge and make it normalized. So then the other option is is that he's controlled opposition and that the rulers of the world just want Americans to feel like they've got a shot, you know, and that um, things like FASB 56 and all of this, that he's actually in there to uh, create the discord so that a civil war happens so that the United States is no longer culpable for its debts to the people. Right. And that's a very real possibility, though, a very dire one. And I choose not to I'm, I'm still examining it, to be honest with you, to see if that's really how it's lining up. But there's a huge part of me that has become inspired to add my song into the symphony of creation and say, here are some wonderful solutions that we can do together. Let's operate as these advanced human beings that we've all been like 
growing into like the star seeds and like, you know, all the light workers and all this, like we're grounding this new compassionate understanding way of being, let's do it and ground it even further economically in our day-to-day lives, uh, at, with our social networking, with the, with the apps that we use, like let's take accountability and responsibility for the planet together. And if there are these titanic forces fighting at each other, it gives us again, the perfect opportunity to build something cool while they're occupied with each other. Yeah. Well, very well said, Xavier. And that's really what it comes down to. Like you can, you can even give acknowledge that Trump is doing something good, and the Patriots, and even give uh, validity to QAnon. And we can talk about this. I'd rather talk about it in the second hour because sure. yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, want to get totally. the channel be deleted once you get into that. But I like your take. It's a it is a psychological. It's a psyop, but a positive psyop in the sense a psychological operation. That actually, uh, David um, Jonathan Sather called it as well. Yeah. Um, and really, like you know you know, fighting the, you know, the evil guys, the bad guys, and there's infighting. And also with Trump, it's not just what you see on face value. There's a whole out of war strategy happening right behind the scenes. And he almost feel like he's playing a certain character almost to attract that attention, to make people project on him, to yeah. distract from what he's really doing. Right. Yeah. These kind of things. I think so. I think that there is like, the idea of a sociopath is somebody who does not care what other people are feeling or thinking, right? They don't care what they think of them so long as they're able to enact their goals, whatever that might be. Now, if you are familiar with like the law of one and the raw material, yeah. there is like service to self orientation and service to other orientation. And this is self is my left hand, even though it's opposite on the screen, service to others is the right. So it's, it's, you have these polarities of, of people who are either focused on themselves or focused on serving, right? I tend to be a person who is in service. I, I structure my internal character in that manner to even to the point where like, if I walk into a room, I touch into everybody's spirit and see what they're asking for, what they want and try to help make that happen without being known. Now that, that the fact that there are sociopaths, is actually a good thing because they make they can make decisions without crumbling under the pressure of it. How is it going to affect, right? They're going to logically think about how these outcomes will, you know, possibly parlay out into the audience, into the broader population as a whole. Now, if you have a service to self sociopath at the top of a corporate structure, all of his decisions are how does this benefit me, right? Or how does the, like, she's, she or he is either thinking, um, I have to make all of these decisions so that I benefit, I get the biggest bonus, whatever. And that tends to work, especially when it comes to making money because it's, you know, let me see what I can get from everybody and put that in my pocket. Yeah. Service to others tend to be like, I'm going to make a decision and it's going to be for the benefit of everybody. And by benefiting everybody, I will then therefore benefit, right? So there are there, there are those kinds of people, but there are both kind of sociopaths, right? I tend to think Trump is one of those kind of sociopaths who like, if I make cool things happen for everybody, I'm gonna get rich, right? Like <laughs> if I make cool things happen for, uh, if, I, if I do, um, what is it? The Miss Universe contest, all these dudes are gonna love it. All the girls are gonna enjoy themselves. Da, 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 da. It's gonna be all this bounty and it's gonna create livelihood and life and I'll get rich, right? So <laughs> I tend to, and, and that, that way he's able to make decisions um, on behalf of the people, like he has shown himself to put himself in harm's way and in the media's bad eyes and, you know, being called all kinds of horrible things in order to do things that are genuinely good for the people at large, right? That's why he had such a huge avalanche of wins this time around, even like 
he was winning by so much that the, uh, the and, and I say this in my show baseline that I do every day, he was winning by so much that the algorithm set up to thwart him had to, like they had to stop voting so that they could catch up. And that's when you see the spike, 800,000 Biden votes all for Biden. Like that's statistically impossible, right? Yeah. So what you have is you have the overwhelming mandate and support of a large body of people who are literally praying for this guy, right? Like putting their hands, like if you told me a year ago, maybe now a year and a half, that I would wait to sit to listen to a president of the United States, I would have laughed. Like, are you, <laughs> exactly. like, what, like what do they have to exactly. do with me? Right? Yes. <laughs> but now like I actually am interested in what he has to say because uh, it gives me clues into what's happening at the global level and sort of behind the scenes, right? And I love that. Like I love geopolitics and analyzation because it has so much to do with my work as well. Like. You know, I, I take the 40,000 foot perspective and say, how can we do a couple brush strokes on this painting and get even more beautiful? And so thankfully I have a keen mind and a, a very creative abstract reasoning mind. And I'm able to look at the economic systems of the world and even like the cultural systems and the way people think and behave in this, in this abstract way and kind of put it together in a architecture that, that Will bring about more beauty, more harmony, more yeah. growth. Beautiful, and uh, yeah, that's that's that ties exactly, you know, into creating something new. And and you made a really important point because it's about I, you know, my work is about the integral view. Like everything needs to be integrated or assembled, yeah. wholesome, and from the higher picture perspective. Without like identifying, it's like like you're a great example. You can give credit, so to speak, to Trump and the Patriots. Even Q, there's something happening. They're waking people up. They're helping to save mm -hmm. the country, the nation, defend the constitution, not being take, not let the globalist, communist, Marxist forces take over humanity. But at yeah. the same time, you also recognize, okay, it's not about build back better or yeah, you know, make America great again, all fine and good. But we don't want to go back to the past and live like, no. you know, in all tradition. There's something bigger happening. Even evolution of consciousness is is asking to adjust. And that's yeah. where your vision comes in, right? So yeah. we can we can also we also need to understand and that's I feel I had a discussion with David uh, as well, you know, the vision of like pure anarchists and voluntarists, we cannot jump from A to Z, right? All of a sudden live in this utopian and just fuck our government, right? Um, right. But we need stages, so, so we need I'm a Trump to hold the line, so to speak. <laughs> Go ahead. Yep, yep. The, and 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 a tree grows slowly, right? Anything that's good and that's worth doing, it's good to take your time at. Um, you know, a, a tree again grows slowly. Nature moves in harmony and in balance and in and slow rhythm. Now. I'm part of an agorist group and a podcast that we do regularly called Unloose the Goose. And it's all about F the state. How can we carry on with our lives without having involvement of, you know, tyrants telling us we have to pay them taxes for just, you know, having a conversation or whatever it might be, um, or growing our own vegetables, right? Or collecting our own rainwater. Like, leave us alone is essentially the motto of that group. And they're very much anarchists, but not like we're going to burn shit down anarchists. They're like anarchists. Like if we all just sit and do something together and communicate, like we can figure this out without, you know, being told by mommy and daddy how to do it, which is noble and true and good. And like what we should all be aspiring to, I think. Um, and then I do also another show called Baseline, which is 140 seconds of the daily news, patriotic, planetary daily news. And it's, and it's really funny. Like I, I make jokes and I, I do skits and everything. Yeah. It's really informative too. Um, but the whole purpose of these things is to get the word out to more folks and, and share like, Hey, 
we're a bright light over here. You know, let's gather around the fire and discuss how we're going to address this together. You know, because if, if, if we're just waiting for somebody to come fix it for us, then we're not contributing to it. And, and it like, we haven't earned the right to then have our own culture and our own planet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That that reminds me of something. Um, as you maybe know, I mean, I'm, I'm big into Sri Aurobindo's work. Integral Yoga has really influenced yeah. me. I, I quote him a lot, and he had also big vision. He had, uh, you know, Auroville. I'm sure you've heard yeah. of that and that, yeah, yeah. that community. But there was something there's this other uh, in one of my articles about. I think it was in my essay, the necessity to spiritualize the being and surrender to the divine. I posted some videos. I got into the work of of somebody called Shraddha Lu, who's also uh, studied Sri Aurobindo's work. And he put it, Sri Aurobindo's work into in context of what's happening right now. And you just said something that reminded me what he said. You know, um, the the bad, the, the evil, the evil guys, the bad guys, the dark forces are actually right now or have been better organized than the good guys, so to speak. Yeah. We're just like all over the place, yeah. right? So there's like, but what's there? Po- what he called there are pockets of light. Right here yeah. and there, and that's it's increasing more. Like people are waking up. There's something happening, you know. And even like you have your thing going, that's a big pocket of light. But we need to connect and work together and become better yeah. organized, right? And not fall into like you know that's the male principle, masculine principle of action comes in, and not just gazing your navel and just protesting and and, and just thinking, yeah. just thinking happy thoughts and whatnot. We need to counteract yeah. the divine forces to not only expose it, but also, um, you know, work together and and connect. So we ha- we are a stronger force, right? Be- and, yeah. In in really uh, build something that can transcend what we are living in right now. Yep. But if you stick like if you stick two people in a house long enough, they're gonna fight, right? Yeah. How do we overcome that? Like you stick. 10 people in a house together and they make a reality television show about their fights, you know? <laughs> so it's like, we, we, we don't get along. I mean, we get, yeah. it, it, Jordan Peterson once said, it's a miracle that the lights turn on, that we get up and that there's civilization at all based upon <laughs> the fact that we all, you know, hate it's each true. other and ourselves and all of this stuff. Right. So it, it, to me, it's like uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, the battle of the five armies where the dwarves finally get their, 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 uh, fortress and there's all these armies of other people who would generally be friends you'd think and they're all like out there battling each other and then all of a sudden the orcs show up in like this huge horde and then they're like wait a minute like okay let's let's all band together real quick and fight the orcs and then we can work this out later so like we we have the problem of everybody thinks that they have the thing or that they have the solution or that they know the best way and you know that becomes a challenge because even if you have the best, brightest thing, there's going to be some donkey in the back of the room that's like, I don't like it, you know? And then you have to like, okay, well, how do we get consensus? How do we integrate? How do we come to a decision-making process that you don't get pissed enough off that you're going to leave, take your toys and leave the garden, right? Or leave the playground. So, you know, it's really about, and, and there's this huge movement in the blockchain world to create this these systems. And I, I wish them well. I just don't, I have not yet seen an organization in the ecosystem with a solution that understands exactly where they are in the grand scheme of creation, both Mm -hmm. in this millennia and in the great story of time. You know, like there was an Atlantis, there was an ancient civilization that we see remnants of all over the world. What happened to them? How high did they achieve in terms of collective understanding and culture? And why did they stop? who survived 
And how did those people become in charge of our world now? And what's the big long story that we live in? The grand, you know, the grand cycle of the sun, right? Like Plato's long count. So, you know, we need to know where we are. We need to know our ancient history. We need to know it clearly without obfuscation so that we can understand mm -hmm. how to make big moves, how to make long moves that will last um, so that we get out of this little cycle of just worrying about where we're going to sleep, what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, where we're going to, you know, go to the bathroom and who we're going to copulate with. You know, we, we have a bigger, grander story that we're a part of. And if we are able to gaze at our navels long enough, we realize that we are eternal, right? <laughs> and that we can do beautiful things. We don't just have to do mammalian or animalistic things. We overcome our fear-based animal survival nature and come into something more divine. And it becomes more representative in our behaviors daily. We walk as a Christ. We talk as a Christ. We treat our wife as a Christ. We treat our children. You know, it's like when you, when you can embody that. But to do that, you need to be super honest, like honest with yourself yeah. and be like, you know, Xavier, you're a dick and you're a dick because of this, 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 and this. And I have to be able to be like, whoa, all right, cool. Let me hear about that again. All right. That, yeah, you know what? You're right. And not just, oh, you know, no, you're projecting or whatever it is, right? It's like, you have to be willing to destroy yourself before the throne in order to ascend into your, your true nature. Um, and I think that's what the man said when he met, that's what I think Jesus meant when he said, you know, like you have to die to yourself to become, to become your true self. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that brings me like back to, to your vision with fire and, and community in general, it's because you hit the nail on the head. It needs to have a deeper foundation, not only in the divine and spiritual foundation, But even what you just uh, described, your vision of fire and how people just make decisions together and, you know, there's not this, you know, artificial authoritarian hierarchy, so to speak. Right. Um, but it requires immense self-responsibility, you know, and I feel for people and like people talk about freedom, freedom, but true freedom, most people I, I feel I don't even even to handle for the very reason you just uh, addressed, because it takes this level of self-responsibility, which means sincerity, integrity, not lying yeah. to yourself. You know what I mean? And, you know, no division between the inner and outer, so to speak. So, because, as you know, from my work, I, my wife, Laura, and I, we, you know, we work for a lot of people one-on-one. -on -one. We are con doing online courses right now, Embodied Soul Awakening. We go really deep into the self-work aspect. And especially yeah. now, a lot of stuff is coming up for people even now. With everything is coming up, the, the dark in the yeah. world and the dark within people, right? And many of us, we have done yeah. the work for a long yeah. time, but a lot of people are overwhelmed. And they're just dealing with their inner yeah. stuff, the trauma, the wounds, and all of that. And that needs, needs to, yeah. you know, be part of 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 the evolution as well of, of an, you know you may say a new system and because, the conversation exact conversation because what i see again i've seen a lot of communities also anarchistic communities and whatnot some they're maybe too externally focused on getting the systems in order in, in place right and structure and mm -hmm. all of that but then there's no responsibility for the inner work i mean that was my biggest insight i have to say Again, Anna Kapulka, God bless, there's a lot of stuff happening, but there's zero yeah. response, self-work really, like since yourself, which we need to engage in. Yep. And what well, is because what it is, doesn't, yeah, go ahead. It doesn't affect their pocketbook, right? right? It doesn't <laughs> affect their, their pocketbook. And that's why they don't do it. That's why people are like, oh, I don't meditate or what, like what, you know, and people who do realize that they'll become more successful, then do meditate. It's, it's like all based on finances. And mm -hmm. what is finances? What are dollars and cents? It's like, 
the current, the life force energy, your, pa- your calories, your passions, your hours turned into a little magic little device that says this equals this much of my, my calories or my hours or my passions, right? right? And then you trade that life force with everybody and the people who made that system know that And they know that they're dealing not in dollars, but in life force. And so if you are trying to get more life force so you can have more freedom, do more things, you know, travel more, whatever your goals are, it's really just, it really comes down to freedom, right? And the bigger, broader, better choices to more enjoy the adventure of life that you're on. So it all comes down to dollars, right? The the current or the currency of your life force. And you want to have more of that life force. You want to collect it. You want to, you, you know, you know uh, become brighter and it, everybody equates it with dollars. So all we have to do is incentivize people with their paychecks or with their pocketbooks that becoming a more evolved human being actually gives you more freedom, more joy, more peace in life. And if we do that properly, you know, it's then it's like we we incentivize and entrain people into and invite them into in a way that they can understand immediately the value of a better way of being a higher state of awareness, more responsibility, more personal accountability. And that the ego is something that you should like actively try to dismantle. Right. And that you'll get paid more if you destroy your ego. Right. And so it like, so we solved that with fire on in, in what's called a social merit system, meaning like, if you take more training videos, if you watch more meditation videos and you practice and your phone shows you that you're practicing because it's recording you doing it and all of these wonderful little ways that we now have to actually like help people, you'll get more, you'll get paid more, you'll get higher dividends or higher, you know, your value in the system will increase and therefore your mm. say will increase, your pocketbook will increase like in a very direct way. It sounds very Orwellian and it sounds, you know, there's so many topics here. I went and talked to the to the Chinese, right? Before I realized what the F was going on when I was a young and naive little fool, um, to the exact room of the people who were designing their social merit system, their Orwellian system of control. And I was teaching them how to do it. And I didn't know that, you know, I thought we were trying to build something beautiful that would help liberate humanity. And I was naive. And so they've got they've got the Black Mirror episode in full effect over there. And if you're not a good communist, you disappear, you know, at the very right. worst, the very least, you can't take a bus or whatever. So but built properly and managed and owned and like the parameters set by the culture and the people, it can become a beautiful thing. It can become a thing of like, this is how you become an advanced soul. Like it, it like. Clearly, your life is better when you meditate more. Your blood flows better. Your heart beats more regular. You know, when you're able to take moments of stillness and deep reflection, like your life is better. The quality of your life is better. Anybody who meditates knows this, right? Wim Hof knows this, you know? So it's like, he's a demonstration piece of breathing properly. So if we have like an incentivized system of education that is geared towards our upliftment, you know, in our real liberation, our spiritual liberation, then it makes higher quality individuals who are happier, who produce more, um, and who are more engaged in their in their community and in their economic system. So it's like we really know that that's the case. So let's build a system that allows that to facilitate that, right? So that, that's that's very interesting, Xavier. In a sense, very fascinating too, <clears throat> because in a sense, it's using you know some 
the, the systems the globalists trying to implement and have already in China is very like draconian STS, anti-divine, you know, control, yeah. all of that. But you make also a very interesting point because <clears throat> it's just an inversion, right? But you can use it, it's like, and put it under the guidance uh, of of STO, of, of service, of higher values, right? Yeah. Of contribution, of growth, of soul growth for society. And also ties into like, you know, it's not the socialist, it's also like an inversion of, of these values and, and actually <clears throat> violation of universal law because there's not such a thing as free in the entire universe. Right? No. That's a carrot they try to dangle, like free universal yeah, yeah. income, just have all of that. But there's, it's about contribution. Like you mentioned, the contribution needs to be aligned with some true higher values. It's permaculture, it's regenerative agriculture and it's primal, primal formation because it, in like some people have tried to foist upon me like, oh, you're a socialist thing. And I'm like, no, what are you crazy? Like, no, it's capitalism. You work hard, you get your shit. <laughs> but if you're doing that properly, then you like if you build a permaculture garden properly, you're going to have more than you can eat. Right, right. now you can turn around and sell that. You can also then turn around and give your neighbors that. You know, be like, hey, here's some vegetables. Like, I have more than I can eat. And then they're like, what? How did you do? Like, I want fresh vegetables. Okay, I'll teach you how. It's like this, right? Do this, 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 and this, and you'll have more eggs than you can throw a stick at. And like, so you educate. You you literally like embody a frequency. I, I mean, at the most metaphysical level, right? You yeah. embody a frequency. You balance. You discipline yourself. You work hard. You get the things that you want. You're accountable for your own success. And then when it grows, you're spending money in the marketplace and we're processing the transaction fees for you, just like Visa or MasterCard, shit you'd normally do, except instead of a private interest getting that extra money, you get it. We get it. We get it together. And then we decide how to spend it. We educate people. We hire, you know, Bernard's to, to come and do classes. And that if you watch 12 of his classes and you sign off on his little test, then you get an extra bonus point, you know, that goes mm -hmm. towards the rewards that you get to um, get from the dividends mm -hmm. or the, the distributions at the end of the season. So, or like you're part of the CSA, right? Your community supported agriculture. It's like community supported economics. And I think I just made that up right now. I coined that right now. History. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, so where are you at right now with Fire on? Where At what stage is it? Where are you guys at? Uh, okay. So the SEC just raised their crowdfunding limits from 1 million to five. And um, I had wanted to do this in 2014 as a crowd thing, but the SEC, I, I, and I was again, naive. I called up the SEC. I'm like, Hey, I want to do this thing. Is that okay? You know? And then they're like, okay, let's have a conversation. So they asked me like 12,000 questions. And then I said, so you understand it now completely? And they're like, yes, we do. Thank you for your time. And I'm like, well, is it okay? And they're like, we can't tell you good luck. And so I was like, Oh shoot, I, I don't know anything more. And now I've just told them how it all works. And they said, mm -hmm. Uh, shortly thereafter in a podcast, one of their head guys was basically like, yeah, Xavier Hawk and permacredits is a securities. And I didn't want to go to jail and I didn't want to launch an unlicensed security on the market, you know, just trying to do good for the world and end up in prison. So we paused and we said, let's figure out how to do this right. I want it to be crowdfunded, but the laws in the United States won't allow people to crowdfund because of, um, there's a bunch of reasons why, but like people who had invested in the past didn't do their due diligence and then got shafted. And so the SEC was like, oh, you can only invest if you've already got lots of money to invest. And that kind of defeats the purpose because like people who don't have money want to make lots of money too. And the way that they can increase their wealth is by investing in successful things. Mm -hmm. So since the SEC 
increase their limits, now we can fully fund and I'm getting the contracts drawn up to do so. Um, we have a super active telegram group and it's t.me slash Fyron and a lot of really great people in there. And we're building, like we're, we're meeting pretty semi-regularly, sometimes for meditations and synchronizations, visualizations, um, also meetings. I'm having interviews with all of the people in there individually. Uh, a lot of great business opportunities are coming out of that. And we're sort of organically eating our own dog food in the sense that we're using the voting system um, or at least the governance system to, to vote and make decisions together and build the momentum, right? Get people involved. And uh, we've got a number of investors who are interested in coming on board already, even at the, at the, we have really nice contracts for the Reg D offering phase, which will get us out the door. The app's ready in the store. We just have to pay the developers uh, to maintain it. And that's the underlying MVP. And then we have a free social network that's no censorship where you can speak freely and not be afraid of being taken down. And then, you know, we raise the other 2.5 million and we build out the blockchain wallet, the voting mechanism, the ID, the secure ID. It's all HIPAA compliant. We have a bunch of clients lined up who want to use this for their own eco villages, eco nations, and potentially the Mayo Clinic. So we've got all of the recipes and ingredients for success at this time. And we're, we're really close to, to making it a more public thing. Beautiful. So before we close up the first hour and then the second hour, um, you know, for members, members that definitely want to go deeper into your own, you know, spiritual experiences and, yeah. and insights and experience and, you know what I mean? And some of the other things we, we, we talked about before, uh, but how can people find out more about Firen and how, you know, just give some Thank links. You. And I will also obviously link it all in the, in the info section and all of that. Cool. So there's one way you can follow along every day, every weekday, I should say, is a, a 140 second news broadcast that I do called Baseline. Um, it's really witty, really clever. It's like Max Hedrum style where it's a lot of you know, I, I saw it. I can highly recommend it. It's very well done. It's funny. <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. So you can do that. T.me slash Phyron. Uh, join our Telegram chat. Baseline goes there first every morning before it goes up to the interwebs. And then um, I am at Xavier Hawk on all of the social media networks. And specifically, Phyron is, if I can point to it here, it's P-H-I-R-E-O-N. And that's uh, that's the app and the governance system that would be a cooperative central banking system. And then Firon Global Partners up here is my company that is building the app and holds the IP and that you can invest in. Okay, excellent. Thanks so much, Xavier. And again, for members uh, who is not a member yet for the second hour, sign up at veilofreality.com. And that's veilofreality.com. Exactly. Thank you. I like you. <laughs> By the way, those voices, you have an excellent voice for these uh, little 140 second bits. It's very well done. I have to, you know, people should definitely check it out. Uh, thanks so much, Xavier. And Thank we'll you, be bro. right back. Cheers.